Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. Fawcett City, welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 26, the El Duque episode. We are a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by the Dead Gum Original, Batman on Film. I am your co-host from the land of turnpikes and parkways. I am Peter M. Vera, and today we are recording on January 7th, 2021. Happy New Year, all. And as always, we have a great show for you today. But before we get into the good stuff, I would like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, that if you take the time to rate and review our show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and then we read your review on air, we will send you a special prize pack. Now, let me introduce you to my co-host, the man who defeated Melissa Joan Hart in the 10-year-old division of the 1986 Sayville Long Island Punt, Pass, and Kick Contest. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eric Holzman. Oh, what's going on, Pete? I want Clarissa to explain all that. <laughs> well, that's a, you know, that's kind of a, you really dug for that one because I'm even having a hard time remembering it. But yeah, there was, that was in the early stages of that contest. It was the um, early years. Yes, it was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, it's an open division. It's a fun thing. And, uh, you know, you play. I played a little football back in the day, so I might have had a little bit of an advantage. But um, <clears throat> she took it well, as we as we can see, her career went much further than mine did. I mean, her, I don't know. Like you got a long list of athletic oh. achievements. Yeah, but I don't like talking about them. <clears throat> if it That's weren't for I'm... you, yeah, if it weren't for you exposing all this stuff, no one would know. I expose nothing. I just expose the truth. <laughs> That's not what I heard. But anyway. Uh, oh, geez. Oh, geez. <laughs> but you do realize we have a we have a, a winner to announce today, actually. Today is December 7th. Yes. Uh, January 7th, I apologize. And we have yes. our December winner for our rate and review contest that I mentioned earlier. So, uh, Wise Guy Johnny, five-star review, discovered during snowstorm. Cabin Fever, extreme irritability, Restlessness from living in isolation or a confined indoor area for a prolonged period of time. Cure, SOG. New listener that has, I'm uh, sorry, new listener that has had it up to here with social distancing, trying like the Dickens to both catch up on old material and savor content at the same time. Listening to this crew has honestly been such a relief in these days of COVID 19. Thanks for all the laughs. Keep them coming. Um, Johnny, well, uh, if you email us at straight, uh, OG podcast at gmail.com to claim your prize, we will, uh, we'll get in touch and we can mail that out to you. So thank you for the review. Yeah, that was a very nice review, man. I'm glad that we're, we're helping you get through the, not only the pandemic isolation, it seems like you had a snowstorm one. <laughs> so I'm glad that we could help you go get through that brother and entertain you for, for a little bit. That's a very nice, very kind review. And I hope you enjoy your prize. I'm pretty sure if you've been looking at our other prize winners, you'll you'll be happy with what you get. So 
Yeah. Congratulations. Happy holidays. <laughs> yes. Happy holidays. Your, your belated uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa present. Yes. Well, as Pete said, it is January 7th. So uh, we want to wish everyone a happy new year. First, let's leave. We leave with that. I hope that your first um, seven days so of the new year so far have been better. Um, there are other things we could talk about that maybe they're not, but this is not that kind of show, so we're not going to go there. <laughs> no, we're going to try to stay positive here. Yes, yeah, so we're going to try to stay. We can be. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're going to try to stay positive. Uh, there's been some positive news uh, surrounding the movie that came out the end of last year. Obviously, I'm talking about Wonder Woman eighty four. So during the time that we uh, that we kind of have been away for a little bit, we had Pete and I took a little bit of a break. Um, we've got news about the box office of Wonder Woman eighty four, mm-hmm. and um, it passed the hundred million worldwide. Now you might be thinking to yourself, "Well, that's not such a big deal." But I think when you put a factor in everything with the pandemic and uh, everything that's going on and the, th- the amount of theaters that are still closed and then some are half capacity, some are only 25%. Like here in New York, it's only 25%. So I think when you put that all together and you look at it, you got to kind of weigh it under those parameters. It's also free on streaming. Right, exactly. So that's the other thing. Yes, it is free on streaming. Um, so I think if you put that all together, I think it's doing okay. I think, I know there was a, I think the f- other week they said there was a big drop and. But I kind of expected that. I think um, it was, I think it was like a sixty-seven percent drop. I think that yeah, that's a big drop. I mean, that is a big drop. Yeah. But you know, it was like we said, it's been on streaming, so people aren't rushing to the theaters to see it. And it's and, gotten some bad reviews too. So yep, it's only about it's only been received about a little better than half. I think of like well by a little more than half of it has the it, I it's in the sixties. Right. So you know, mm. it's in the, yeah. If, if you go by Rotten Tomatoes, that's sixty percent even right now. Yeah. So it's not a great review, but Aquaman was reviewed around the same. I believe that was 64. Yeah. So in that same area. So again, Aquaman obviously had a normal theatrical release. It was a worldwide hit. It made over a billion dollars. This is not going to do that. But um, the best thing that came out of them getting that news and getting the the news, obviously, of Wonder Woman doing well in the first weekend, at least, was that we got we're getting Wonder Woman Mm 3. It's being fast tracked. So uh, we have, obviously, Patty Jenkins will be back to write and direct. And she, we know she Jeff got... Johns. Yes, her and Jeff Johns, apparently. As Pete, I think, said on the last one of our other podcasts, that Jeff Johns has, and um, Patty Jenkins already have kind of the outline for what they wanted it to be. So they have that there. And, uh, yeah, we know she's going to be doing Rogue Squadron for Disney. So going to have to try and see where this fits in. But um, that's really good news because no matter your feelings on the second film, I think you can see that their chemistry um, works well. And and obviously the chemistry between Patty and the actors also is very, very strong. So I think that's a good sign. I'm just kind of bummed, man, because I feel like Wonder Woman – now just hear me out here. I think think this movie would have made a billion bucks. I really do. I I just – I think that many people like Gal and it would have been kind of like a cultural thing and – you know, in a normal setting, I think everybody would have went to go see it and it would have made its billion. But it's kind of weird that, you know, there's always something going around wrong around like a Wonder Woman release. Like, I think the first Wonder Woman movie would have also made a billion, but coming, I think it was the first film post BVS and she was in that. So it's kind of tainted a little bit and people aren't sure because like, I don't know, it's like two DC movies in and they don't know what they're doing. And mm-hmm. so I feel like Wonder Woman kind of 
it had that, you know, just a residual effect of being that first film out after BVS. I know it made like 800 some million bucks, but I think the first movie would have cracked a billion if it, if there was no BVS, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Now we're mid virus. It's been delayed so many times, you know, like the Doritos bags and the, and the images on the Sprite 12 packs have come and gone. So it's just, you know, that plays in a factor, but I, I think, I think the hundred million is a really good thing in the times we're in, you know? And again, like you said, Aquaman made a billion. Was that like 64% on Rotten Tomatoes? Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I, I, I think Aquaman is better than 84, but I feel like that's kind of like in the same light, you know, not critically acclaimed, but I think fans liked it enough. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my opinion. No, I agree with you. I think um, everything you said, like uh, definitely with Wonder Woman, the first one coming out of BVS, you know, she had, they had to deal with that. And then obviously now, as we said, the pandemic um, has definitely impacted not just Wonder Woman 84, but as we saw with Tenet, that too also was impacted by it. And everyone assumed that would be a big hit. So Aquaman's a 65 on Rotten Tomatoes. So, Well, you know, and that the strength of Aquaman was definitely the overseas box. The American yeah. box wasn't as strong. So, you know, I think a lot of factors play into Wonder Woman as well. It was a worldwide pandemic. So worldwide, there, there are some theaters that might still not be open in certain countries or have limited viewing, unlimited Remember, times. all Regals are shut down. Yep. Like, all that whole is gone. Like, I know AMC, I always want to call it Lowe's. <laughs> AMC, I know like some of them are open. Um, but they're only open. And another thing is like, they're not open seven days a week. If I'm not mistaken, the AMC by me is open. I think Friday, Saturday, Sunday only. I think it's like a weekend only thing. Yeah. The one there's one near me, um, that's open all week. And then there's a couple okay. other around that are only open Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So it's, so even if yeah. you wanted to go on like a, on a, I don't know, a weird late Monday, you can't even do it. So it's interesting, but I think, I think a hundred million is impressive. Uh, you know, considering it came out around Christmas time and it was a holiday and the virus and everything, people still yeah. went out to go see it. So, yep, I was one of them. I went out. There you go. So, uh, yeah, I was out. And I think I shared with you guys, I think yesterday, mm-hmm. or I'm not sure if it was you guys or it might have been, I was talking to someone else, but I actually took a shot of yesterday or Tuesday, I think it was. I was, tr- I was looking maybe to go seeing it again in the theater. I took a shot of what um, the theater showed as a as a available seats mm-hmm. and there weren't that many. So, you know, people are still seeing it in places that you can. And this again was on a Tuesday. So, you know, there's, there's that to consider as well, that it's still going and people are still going to see it in theaters, even though it is still on HBO max for another, what, 18 days or so. It's supposed to be one month, it's right? A 30, so, it's a 30 day window on HBO yeah. max. So, yeah. So, so it leads me to a question though. Um, if they, if when things get better, everyone's vaccinated, they open movies again. Do you think it should be re-released? I don't know. I, it's because it's not like it's not like a, a hit, really. You know, like it's. I think it's a fine movie. I, I defend it. I think it's a good movie. I've, I've, mm-hmm. you know, I've people have told me that it's a horrible movie, and I don't agree with that. That's boring. Yeah, I, don't agree that. With that. I don't think so. I, I got into an argument with my buddy at Mainstream Comics about it. He's just like, you like everything. I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> That's not true. He's like, yes, you do. You like everything DC. I'm like, yeah, I don't. Justice League, I didn't like. It was a good cartoon. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, I don't like everything. So don't don't put me in that category. You know, that's not true. But um, I don't know if you could re-release it. Maybe I, I do want to go see it in a theater at some point. Uh, before you know, I'm just I have watched on HBO Max like four times. Yeah, like I am taking advantage of 
of watching it. Like I, enjoy, it's kind of weird because it's like in my library now. You know, like there's you, if you go to HBO Max, the DC, uh, the DC hub, you got Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman eighty four, animated Wonder Woman, which I think came out in twenty nineteen, Wonder Woman seventy seven, the whole show, and Wonder Woman Bloodlines. I've watched all of them except for 77. I got to get cracked on that, but um, because I've been watching Stargirl. Okay. There's a ton of Wonder Woman content out there to actually catch up on. So I'm really pumped. Like, this is great. But I I would love to go see it in the theater, to be honest. So, I mean, if if they do re-release it in the theater, I would go see it again, definitely. Yeah, I wonder because, like you said, the it's kind of a polarizing film in the in the fact that it, with, there's people who love it love it and people who completely hate it <laughs> so you have those both ends of the spectrum and i wonder if the studio is going to be like you know what let's see if we can make a little bit more money on put it back out again when people can actually go go back to movie theaters so it's just a question that i was i wanted to pose to you um i kind of think they will whether i think they should or not i kind of think they will um just to try and make any more money on it that they can but um, at, do I really think they should? I really don't. Uh, you know, it's going to – I don't know what's going to happen when it comes off of HBO Max at the end of the this month. I um, That's kind of – actually, like, I'm kind of waiting for it to come off of HBO Max because, like, I'll go see it in the theater. Yeah. As weird as that sounds. Like, I was like, oh, be forced. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like yeah. supply and demand. It's like paying $15 for a beer at Yankee Stadium. I got nowhere else to buy beer, so I have to buy it here, you know? That's true. So, like – that's it. But I, I've been taking advantage of the HBO Max thing. And I here's another thing too. Like, has has Warner Media released the the streaming numbers for HBO Max? Like, how many times has this thing been viewed? I know it's made a hundred over a hundred million dollars. And they say they are pleased enough with the money it's during the pandemic. Yeah. And they're pleased with the streaming numbers, but what are the streaming numbers? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen how many like they haven't released how many people have actually watched it. Uh, and I don't know how they do that either. It's households, you know, so it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like the Nielsen ratings, how they do the TV ratings Mm -hmm. and stuff. It's definitely just like that. Yeah. It's, it is, it's going to be interesting to see when those numbers are finally put out. Um, but again, the fact that it was fast tracked this quickly and that they want to do the third film, um, that to me, that means that they were obviously pleased with whatever they got, whatever they saw. To me, that's positive as well. Right. I mean, like, and let's, Patty was like, she's, she's hot, right? She's like a hot director, mm-hmm. like her, her resume, not her appearance. Yeah. So like everyone's like Disney was all about getting her in for rogue squadron. So she's like, she's a hot commodity. Yes. So like if let's, okay. So wonder woman 84 is kind of like lukewarm, but if she comes out and she gives like wonder woman one level performance with rogue squadron, she's already at the top of the list. Right. So therefore they got her, at, I guess, kind of like at a bargain, <laughs> right? So like, you know, she's going to come back. She's not going to stop directing movies, you know, but like exactly. for asking price, if she like if Rogue Squadron is like a hit, it's it's great. It's all good. Like everyone's going to be positive. Like, OK, cool. Like Wonder Woman 84 is all right. But she rebounded, you know, like it, it's time. Like Rogue Squadron was great. I mean, it could go the other way too. Rogue Squadron could bomb and everyone's kind of like, oh, dude, I don't know. But I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think that I think I know was faith in Patty Jenkins. Like I, I love her movies. Even uh, what was the one she did with Charlize? monster yeah i mean wow that's yeah. that's like that yes that, that know, was an incredible wrong. like i didn't know about patty until wonder woman like i'm not gonna pretend like I, i'm you know i'm not like hollywood expert over here but like <laughs> i only know about these people because they they they're they a part of this capes and tights community that's how i know about everything that's why i don't do yeah. fan casting because 
I, right. I mean, it happens a lot of times. Right. <laughs> so, that was a lot of times with people like you, like when Pattinson got cast, a lot of people hadn't seen him in anything except Twilight. Dude, and I even didn't even get the sparkling vampire references. I'm like, what are you yeah. guys talking about? What is this? And they're like, haven't you ever seen Twilight? I'm like, no, why would I watch Twilight? Yeah, exactly. So like people didn't know um, that he did anything other than that. But I'll tell you what, then, I bought Twilight and I still have to watch it. I bought it on iTunes. I was like, all right, let me see what this sparkling vampire thing's all about. God, Pete, I'm sorry. I if just, you thought Gotham was bad, this this is it. This is yes. This <laughs> is. <worse. laughs> I have to see something. I should have. Is the Lighthouse available? Or can I watch that with the uh, Lighthouse with, is excellent. I mean, it's a little. Can disturbing. I watch Rich Shoe? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little disturbing, but it's excellent. Very I love good. disturbing. I watched. I watched RoboCop as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's well. Like what we will talk about here that here, but that thing you sent yesterday was uh, that was courtesy of Mr. Henry Garcia. <laughs> he sent me that. Oh well, it was via Henry Garcia via Andy Lucas. So shout out to you two knuckleheads. Ah, for me that okay, yes. Stuff. But that that one was pretty, uh, yeah, disturbingly yeah. funny. <laughs> I think what's it called? Vimeo, Vimeo. Yeah, whatever. whatever like, Vin, yeah, you Vimeo, uh, RoboCop. Uh, I don't know, edit or re- uh, remake or something like that. And it's about the, uh, that one scene. Yeah. Yeah. The, the crotch shooting scene. So how yep. far with that guys? It's pretty crazy. Yes. So true. shout out to Henrock for spreading that across the world. <laughs> yeah. So that was again, not to go on a segue guys, but, or a tangent, but that was, um, Pete sent us something he yesterday. It was pretty love tangents. I love yeah, tangents. Disturbing. As much as I love you. <laughs> Big grizzly bear. Wow. Oh Jesus! Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we have like, more disturbing news. We got oh god, um, where are we going here? Movie studio, big time movie studio MGM, which, uh, as we all know, has the James Bond franchise. Um, they are looking for a buyer for the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they have it says it has a value of about five point five billion, including their debt. <clears throat> Um, they believe that obviously their extensive library plus the James Bond franchise, which does have a new movie coming out this year. Species. Yes. <laughs> that's a part yeah, of it. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was looking up the library. They have a bunch. I was like, oh my God, this is MGM. And like, you know, we all remember MGM. We love MGM, right? You get the, the the golden arch and you get the lion. And like it's yeah. like it's like a thing in my childhood. You hear the the roar of the lion, you get bumped. So like yeah. it's just it's sad. I'm like, who's gonna buy them? Yeah, you know, like AT and T just bought Warner Brothers and all their debt, so they're out of the picture. Well, that was enough, and I didn't want to. Bring, we weren't going to discuss this story, but there was also a, an investors report put out that um, Warner Brothers and Universal my, my, would might they're suggesting that they should um, join together, like merge. that's interesting. Um, How can the, Warner Brothers buy some? Don't they need AT and T's approval? Well, yeah, no, that's what it's. It would be that obviously. Like AT Universal, yeah, but they would um, combine, would merge together. I don't know which one. Dude, Universal is. can't even talk to Marvel about making a Hulk movie, and you want them to like go partner up with the Warner Brothers and make James? Wouldn't that be interesting though? Wouldn't that be interesting though? I mean, it'd be crazy, happens, right? I, I mean, I'd hate to, for James Bond to fall, you know, just fall off the face of the earth. But well, that's MGM. We're going back to MGM now. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I don't want MGM to just kind of like you know, not be able to make movies, you know, like if they, if they can't find a buyer, I don't know how this really works, but. Yeah. Um, that would suck. I mean, obviously MGM is known a lot of our, definitely much of our, our historical films, the films that the older films that people are got to know and love. I believe Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Um, Wikipedia's got a film. great list. Yeah. Of all the so like they obviously films like that, 
that people, you know, Clark Gable was one of theirs and um, a lot of people, the, the historicals, Fred Astaire and, and Judy Garland and all the, yeah, you know, they were the, one of the big studios back in the day. Yeah. They were the biggest studio of their time. So I think that it would be sad if we lost them. So I kind of hope they do find a buyer if that's what they need and that the, whoever buys them just kind of says, okay, you'll be, this will be our, there'll just be a separate division. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is, this was not good. This is not good news when you start hearing stuff, studios like them. Um, they're, I think, I know some of their catalog is going dying in LA. Oh man. Ro- they started with like Rocky three. They have, they did those Rocky movies. Well, you, you go back to the twenties when you have the silent pictures. Yeah, but I don't remember those movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you don't. And I don't either, but we've like, you can, you just know the historical mm-hmm. the, the history with the studio. License to Kill. Yeah, I mean all of the Bond films. So yeah, I'm just no, sorry, not the Bond films. I'm no, yeah, I'm right. What yeah, am I talking about? I'm just reading lists. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure. Oh, the Meteor Man. That's a that's a comic book movie. We all love the Meteor Man. Six Degrees of Separation. I believe. Golden Eye. Yeah, of course. I mean, Golden obviously. You know, you all know, dogs go to know, heaven, right? Come on. You know who would know all of these? Reno. Reno would be telling us the list, just reading it down. Man in the Iron Mask. Remember that movie in '98? That was great. Yeah, that was a good film. Yeah, I just it's a it's a bummer, man. Like MGM, just a part of you know, all everyone on film Twitter loves it. Yeah, you know they it's, are it's and such then, a big part of why we are why we are movie fans, and it's just and then they were, they were you. I think they um. They merged with UA, United Artists. So a lot of people are like, Disney will buy them. Disney, I was like, Jesus, like, how much money does Disney have? Well, I'm sure they have the money to buy them. I hope they don't, though. I, 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 I don't want. Can you imagine like James Bond with jokes? <laughs> <laughs> Reno's like rolling over in his, his, uh, his grave right now. <laughs> oh, well, it is his birthday. So, Happy Reno. birthday, Reno. I did yes, not man, know that. You, yes, when I'm you not listen to this. Facebook today. Yeah. Today is his birthday, so wish him a happy birthday. I, if I could sing happy birthday in in French, I would, Reno. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I can't. I'll have some uh, Di Serono for you tonight, though. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think that's – isn't that Italian? It is, but he loves it. He actually ah, got me on it. it. I, I never – I was like, really? He's like, no, you got to try this. And I was like, oh, my God, this is – Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I was like, dude, this goes down like candy. <laughs> Meaning it's sweet, not like it's sweet. I mean, it's actually very sweet. No, it's both. It's a, it's a it's a good drink, and it like I was mixing it with my eggnog. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Well, no, that's a good mix. That is yeah. sure. Yeah. We are really going off on tangents now, but it's not tangents. Um, it's we're okay. Over, we're over twenty-one. So yeah. So speaking of old movies, now this movie isn't as old as some of the ones we were talking about, but it's the it's a franchise that started in the eighties. Uh, I'm talking about Lethal Weapon, and we had we got word that Lethal Weapon Five will be the final one. Um, yeah, I'm pumped. I love the Lethal Weapon franchise. Uh, Lethal yes. Weapon One is one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Uh, I just love Riggs. I love Merc Talk, Danny Glover, Mel mm-hmm. Gibson with that classic '80s feathered mullet. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, in the first couple, it's great. Um, I know. And you know, R- Richard Donner, like he's no, he's no, uh, he's nothing to laugh at. You know, obviously directing no. Superman One, and and he's yeah. like 95 years old, and he's directing this movie again. I he's know. Up with the story, so it's like. It's <laughs> Richard Donner still has the passion to direct things he loves, and he loves the Lethal Weapon franchise, right? Like, 
clearly because yeah. you know he's he's been a part of it from the start. So it's kind of yeah. like, man, can we get Richard Donner back for Superman? Like, how pissed <laughs> off would the with the Zaddies be? <laughs> like, <laughs> they've been spending years telling us that we got to move past him, and it's like I don't know if he's like ninety seven and he wants to direct a Superman movie. Let's let him do it. I don't care. But uh, Dude. I'm, I'm pumped for Lethal Weapon Five. I, I can't wait. I, I even like Lethal Weapon Four. So like, haters be damned. Yeah, I love the franchise. I mean, I do for the most part. Obviously, some films are better than others, and the, but that's with any franchise. You usually like one or two more than you like the others. But um, I mean, just just to, I want to. It's going to be interesting to see them now at this advanced age. Both um, what's it called? <laughs> Danny Glover's been Danny saying Glover I'm too old for this shit since like yeah. 1983. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. And I wouldn't mind. Like, I hope Chris Rock returns. He married uh, Murtaugh's daughter. Yeah, I know. You know, so I, I think that would be fun if he came back as well. Like, it, Murtaugh's family always gets caught up in this stuff, you know? <laughs> His Apparently daughter this, gets yeah. kidnapped and is like, I just can't. I can't wait. It's uh, yeah. talking about like Wonder Woman 84 is like a, a love letter to 80s movies. Well, there's like, there's no better 80s action film than like Lethal Weapon 1 and 2, I think. I think they're both – actually, the first three might be 80s movies. I'm pretty sure – I think the first two are. I think the third one might be in the It 90s, might be in early 90s, but yeah, no, the first one's just great. They are the perfect description of an 80s film. Like oh. the, the, even the older ones, you could still put them back and they would be fine in that time period. There's, there's a very specific type of action film that was filmed in the 80s and they, they fit it yeah. perfectly. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, again, I want to see how they are and older playing these roles. It's said that the script is a very personal script, not only to Donner, but to both Gibson and Glover. And I'm sure... Because they've they, been reluctant to come back. They've, yeah. they've kind of been the main reason this has this has taken so long. So, you know, you're kind of like, okay, cool. Like this is this is something everyone wants to do. But then you get kind of nervous because even like... Cameron was like, uh, Cameron was like, yeah, the Terminator Genesis is like, is like a solid entry into the Terminator franchise. Then you go and watch it like, ah, dude, why'd you tell me to do that? You know? Yeah. So yeah. you're just kind of like, oh, I don't know. But, um, you know, as I, I, I will be there. I will see it. I'm sure I will see this one in the theater. I can't wait. I, I'm, I'm pumped. I, I love Donna. I love, I love Riggs and Merck Talk, so I can't wait. Yeah. I was kind of, <clears throat> I was kind of, I mean, I think Mel Gibson would take any movie right now because of all the, the, the personals mm-hmm. off the camera stuff, off camera stuff that he's been involved Renee in. Russo, Joe Pesci. Like, let's, I know we say this because like, that was what lethal weapon four was like, let's get everyone back together. But I'm like, it's been, that was like 98. It's been a long time since then. So let's get everyone back together again. Yeah. If it's the last one they're going to do, then they should bring yeah. back as many of them as you can. Might I, as well. I love every time that the, the, the police psychiatrist is trying to tell everyone like rape is dangerous. And like, it was cool because it was like real in the first movie, but it was every other sequel. It became like a gag by Riggs. He's like, yep. I'm just going to mess with the therapist. And it's always like, it's not much, but it's always like a quick scene. And it's, it's always great. I love every time that he screws around with her head. And I just, you know, I, I hope to God that everyone comes back. Even the, even the, police commissioner that was he's he's always got a small role but it was fun i I just is that well i'm thinking is everyone still alive i hope he's the only one i'm concerned about (laughs) right like i'm wondering if they're all still alive but yeah like he he was the it's weird to me i've always said that like the rush hour film not rush hour sorry um bad boys movies are very similar they kind of took the template from lethal weapon and kind of moved it in that direction so like I always every time I think of the Chiefs in them, I think of him from Lethal Weapon. And then I think yeah. of oh Joey Joe Pantolano, whatever his mm-hmm. name is, from Bad Boys and 
Uh, yeah, and that the last Bad Boys movie was pretty good. So I haven't seen it, but everyone loved it. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was. It was. It was. Martin Lawrence was really heavy in it, but <laughs> uh, it was. It was a good film. So yeah. I'm Another hoping that uh, kind of cop movie is 48 Hours that I really enjoy. The first one, at least. It's not like Lethal Weapon. It's not really buddy cop because Nick Nolte's kind of racist, <laughs> but it's, yes. it's it's a good movie. It, it, it's a it's a good movie. I just those eighties cop movies, and you throw Beverly Hills Cop in that too. It's another Eddie Murphy classic, and it's just it was such a great time for like eighties action. So you know, yeah. like, and I hope that you know these guys still have it in them for just one more, because I tried watching the Lethal Weapon TV show, and it just didn't do it for me. I did not get into it. Yeah, um, I think I saw a couple episodes. I wasn't into it either. Uh, no disrespect, Damian Wayans was in it, and um, I forget the other the guy who played the, the guy who played Riggs. He did something stupid at one point, so they had to they just cut him out of the show entirely. And yeah, at that point, you're kind of like, well, if it's Riggs not in the show, why am I even watching yeah. this? Yeah, you know, it'd be like Gotham without a Bruce Wayne, even though he was a fake to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there again. I'm trying to get you there. I'm trying, dude. I'm trying to get you to watch Batwoman. He put. I but every time you say that, I'm like he plays a time period. He plays a time period of Bruce Wayne's life where we don't know much about anyway. So it's a fake. <laughs> so most of the stuff you say about the show, I agree with you. But that one, I'm kind of like they just were doing something, trying stuff out. Something it, nothing would have been better. <laughs> uh, for some reason, we always mention Gotham on our podcast. I have no that's idea a, why. We're straight out of Gotham. Yeah, that's true. We're Gotham. It that's fits. a good point. But we don't mean that Gotham. <laughs> Gotham's Gotham, baby. Neon uh, right. or like, I don't know, German expressionist. Gotham's Gotham. I, we didn't discuss this on our podcast, but talking about all these old films, it, it popped into my head. Um, and we haven't discussed it yet, so I'm just put it out there. Do it, the baby. Coming to America 2 trailer. Did you watch it? Did you I like did. it? I was like, uh. First, yeah. Like, here's my thing. The whole first movie, he falls in love with the girl from McDowell's and like whatever. But like. Was he getting his rocks off with other chicks that he didn't know about this baby who was born? Like, it just seems like, don't get me wrong, like getting Eddie and Arsenio together, like, yeah, okay, like, obviously I'm going to see it. Like, Coming to America 1 is great. And then Samuel L. Jackson, it's like one of his first movies ever. Yep. So, and, he's, and he was yelling back then. So <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, that's who you are. Um, but it's just like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'll see it. But I'm just, it, it, I was like, man, this seems like a stretch. I loved it. I was so I was so skeptical about it, the movie, but then when I just watched the trailer and I saw all everything, like all the nostalgia came back, and I was like, I'm in for this one. This is like one of those so. things where like I was hyped before the trailer and Eric wasn't, and then we flip flop. <laughs> so yeah, we, pretty we, much what it was. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the serious straight man. I don't know. It's the acting's questionable. I'm not gonna. I don't know. Maybe I can't watch anything without any good acting. That's, That's like me. my favorite Eric line. It's true. Like, Eric, very why you Shazam? Well, you know, it's, it's just too cheesy. Like. Dude, you serious? <laughs> no, I had I had no problem with any of the acting except for Levi. I didn't Not Levi. He just it's, he's too over the top. I just I, I need good acting. I, I I'm I'm a thespian. <laughs> like that's Eric, everybody. Eric's the transpressor, and I'm the mad dog. I'm just like. And Eric, please, please, please. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh God, this is why I've been in this shit for twenty years. Yeah, true. But no, I don't. Put, I'm not. Stop it. <laughs> I am critical. I am though. I I will admit that I am critical of acting more than any of you guys. Any of the guys in our group, I'm definitely the one who's more critical of yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'll agree to that. But hey, 
That's just me. Yeah, you know, you, you guys get mad at scores and, and when the score doesn't fit. Or you guys get mad when they change something from the comic. Oh, God. Yeah, how God forbid you put Spider-Man behind, like, I don't know, robot glasses. Like, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is he doing with his computer on his face? That's not Spider-Man. <laughs> See? Yeah, you guys it? always, like, they change little thing. And, oh, no, God forbid. So, don't get on me for that. Oh, geez. I'm very accepting. I get it. I mean, I get why, but it's still, it's still, I'm not the only one who's weird about things. I, I never said I wasn't weird. <laughs> <laughs> never said that. I'm like the king of being eccentric. <laughs> weird about little things like that. Yeah, that's you guys, not me. Anyway. You guys. What do you mean, you guys? <laughs> what does that mean? Not just you, Pete. The, our, our little group. There's plenty of people in our group of podcasting friends that feel the way you do about Spider-Man. And Shout out to Nico Caruso. And yes, shout out to Batman. them. The vigilantes. They definitely feel that way. And again, I get the criticism. I just I don't, just don't see why it's such a big deal. So that's it. Um, some of the stuff I do agree, like the whole, not to go off on the Spider-Man thing, but the whole How having, many times have you said not to go off on a tangent today? <laughs> this is going to be the tangent episode. So we'll just go I with want, that. From now on, take a shot whenever Eric says not to go off on a tangent for us to show and go back and re-listen and take three shots for every time we did it. This way you catch up. Now I'm not going to say it again, <laughs> but yeah, the, the villains being the tied to Tony Stark, that, that does bother me a little bit, but other than that, I'm fine with the rest of it. So whatever. Speaking of um, more old 80s movies, we got a confirmation that everyone's favorite Batman, Michael Keaton, is definitely the new DCEU Batman. Um, as we know, we heard about this over the summer that he he and Ben Affleck both were going to be in the Flashpoint film. And Brooks Barnes of the New York Times was, I believe he was doing an interview and they asked him about to clarify the position. I don't think who- it was an interview. I think someone just asked him on Twitter and then he was like, and then he said, it was, <laughs> then he said it was definitely Keaton. And then later on, he checked back into Twitter after moving his, moving into his new apartment. And it, he was like, geez, Twitter went crazy. He's like, I just met Keaton for flashpoint, but we all know that like Keaton just didn't sign on for one movie. So. Right. You know, yes, of course. Following Batman on film, like a good little boy. <laughs> you've been paying attention to everything that the jet has been saying, but it, it's just cool. Like, I mean, this isn't new news, you know, like, no, it's weird how it kind of broke Twitter for a little bit. But we're all like, we knew this like six months ago. What, 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 what's going on? Um, It's just cool. It's just like, I'm like, yeah, this totally makes sense. So like, I'm just pumped. Like I'm ready for this Keaton Batman beyond esque inspired movie, whether it's like Batman beyond or Batgirl beyond or Batwoman right. beyond or Nightwing, like whatever it is. Like, I'm just happy to have Keaton back. Like, to be honest with you, that's just, it's, I never thought it would happen. And it's just cool to kind of continue that, that Batman story. Cause he, I mean, I think he's the mo- second most beloved Batman of all time. You know, I think there's, there's a huge appreciation for Adam West and since yes. with his recent passing, I think it's only gone greater. And Adam West had his two animated movies to continue his, his Batman as well. They recently came right. out. Mm-hmm. So it's just as like, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily nostalgia as much as it is like Keaton coming off of Spider-Man uh, Homecoming and you're like, he's still got it. Like he's still in well, I mean, He's got chops. He's ferocious. He's badass. I'm like, yeah, he's Batman. <laughs> he's he's had a really good, um, I want to say, 
probably the last what, 10 years. Yeah. In his career with um, Birdman, obviously. And then he was in yeah, Spotlight. I think picked it off, man. Yep. Then he was in Spotlight, too. And uh, he's been in a lot of good films. And he's been, you know, he's been good in those films. Obviously, we mentioned Spider-Man Homecoming with playing Vulture. So um, I'm, I was happy to hear that it will be more than just Flashpoint. So I'm pumped, man. I just, yeah. it, it makes sense. It's great. You know, and it allow it, it gives the separation too. It's it doesn't allow people to think that the patents in Batman and like having another younger Batman in the same, mm-hmm. you know, it, for us, we know we understand Earth 2 or you know, the different multiverse Earths, but for people, the general audience, they always get confused about this stuff. So, I think that the fact that you're going to have a much, much older guy playing Batman is pretty easy to differentiate between. And it gives Affleck what he's always wanted. He's he wants that swan song, he wants the cool segue, that's his own term. You know, he, he he wants that just cool transition. And, you know, he, he's done playing Batman. I know he filmed a few scenes for the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. But this gives him his opportunity to say goodbye. And, you know, like, obviously, like, BVS wasn't received really well. His performance was, was you know, obviously probably the best thing about that movie. And everyone loves it. That's why everyone fights for him to come back in whatever mm-hmm. fashion. And yeah. Justice League is Justice League. So, you know, if the Snyder Cut's a better performance and this Flashpoint is just his farewell song... I'm all for it. You know, like I wouldn't mind him to get his little redemption. I'm pretty sure he thought he was going to get comic book redemption from Daredevil with BVS and that didn't happen. So (laughs) he's still chasing that golden goose. Yeah. But I think like the movie was, like you said, the movie wasn't received well, BVS, obviously, but his performance pretty much was. Hey, oh, I mean, I like BVS. So like you're talking. And most of the issues that people have with that movie are not with the Batman stuff. It's mostly the Superman and how Superman was treated. So yeah. I think, um, you know, from that standpoint, as perform based on performance, I think Ben Affleck should look at that movie and say, "Hey, that was something I could, you know, say I did a really good and job." He gave it his all, man. Like his his yeah. performance is just brilliant. You know, like yeah. '90s a hole Batman come to life like that. That is just like impressive. I was like, "Holy!" Yeah, God. it was. It was. It was good to. See. It was something we hadn't seen. So it's a, anytime you get something new that you hadn't seen, it it, it works. So yeah. it was nice to see that Batman be brought to life because we're probably never going to see that Batman brought to life again. <laughs> So uh, it was good to see the, I guess the quote unquote Frank Miller Batman, yeah, uh, you know, on the screen. Yeah, it'd be nice, but like just bringing Keaton back is cool. You know, it'd be cool, and like I wouldn't. Oh, can you like? I'm just thinking in my head. Like, I put a poll on Twitter the other day. Like, who should be uh, Keaton's mentor? Should it be you know? Should it be because everyone everyone is like the rumors are that it's a female. Uh, character. So is it right. is it like a gender swap of Terry McGinnis? And then I put out there, would you do the daughter of Barbara Gordon as the daughter of the for, you know former Batgirl? Mm-hmm. And if you follow Batman Beyond canon, she ends up succeeding her father as Commissioner Gordon. So she there is that. So that's an interesting dynamic in itself. Where right. You know, like where Gordon knows who Batman is, knows who the original Batman, and like knows all the dirty laundry. You know, like that's right. interesting. Yeah. Or do you play it off as the daughter of Jim Gordon Jr., who is a in, in the comic books a notorious, you know, serial killer? So like you kind of maybe you could play off on the angle of like, well, I have to make up for my father's sins. So that's kind of a cool thing, you know? Right. And so and uh actually the daughter of uh the or a new character. And the the daughter of Barbara Gordon actually won the poll. But I would kind of, I mean, if it's just me, and I'm a horrible writer, so don't listen to me, but I would kind of, I, I like the Jim Gordon Jr. angle. You know? That would work. I think it'd be a cool thing to do. I think that could work. I think, um, I think whatever they do, 
um, <clears throat> just make it believable. Mm-hmm. You know, that's always my, my always my thing when you're gonna if you're gonna gender swap and make it a female, you make it back girl. Well, Terry McGinnis could be a girl. Exactly, the name lends to both, right? Mm-hmm. Terry's a guy and a girl's name, so you have that flexibility there. You can keep it like like you said, keep it Terry McGinnis and just make a female. That's fine. I just want it to be. If you're going to do it, then do it well. Like make sure it's very, very well done because it's going to be controversial if they do that. I don't so, think Keaton would sign up just for a paycheck either. Like I think this movie's got to. I think they have to sell him on it, and I think you know, like I don't think he's just going to do. Could, because if he was just going to do a bad Batman movie, and this one goes out to Rick Shue, he just would have done Batman Forever. Correct? Like he left Batman Forever for a reason. It's hey, a, I like it's a kids movie. <laughs> I do too, but it's it's a kids movie. That's why Keaton left. He didn't like what Schumacher was doing with it. So like, yeah. this has to be something up his alley for him to do it because he left in '94 because he didn't like where they were going. Right. It, it, he um, Schumacher came in and lightened it up, that, which is what they wanted, mm-hmm. um, and he did that. Um, and a lot of the darker elements of Batman Forever didn't make the theatrical cut. Um, <clears throat> there's still some. Like the whole the Riddler thing with the head and you, the waves and everything that that's pretty creepy. There's some creepy stuff with the suicide as yeah, well. Yeah, but it's creepy in like a cartoony way, you know, right? It's not it's not the same um, theme or tone that like Batman Returns had. Obviously, that that was a completely different tone. Oh, so, I love um, that penguin. huh? I love that penguin. <laughs> We're not going there. I'm all I'm doing is I'm trying to get you to get we're not going off on another tangent today kids now you did it so everyone take a drink (laughs) take take a shot at (laughs) DeSerono Pete said at that time just try to mimic what I would say so Uh, that counts it does that counts so staying in the DC world uh Walter Hamada had a big week or a big last week and a half, I would say. Well, I mean, it's um, still going, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> yes, yes, we we got some news not a couple, not too long ago uh, that his 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 twenty twenty one his end of twenty 2020 twenty and beginning twenty twenty one is kind of tying together in this nice little ball. Yeah, but most of it for him has been good news. Um, we first that there was the Brooks Barnes article in the New York Times where he's talking about um, the future of the company and what his role is going to be and how he's going to shape this and how what they talk about the past of the company in this article um, and how so secretive everything was and, and scripts were always like under wraps and things. It was very, very weird. And he doesn't believe in that. Uh, they obviously, they talk, they do talk about um, H- how everything, all the movies that they're planning are, they're going to have some kind of HBO max spinoff. Yeah. Right, which is which is awesome. That means we're getting much more content, and I think we're all happy about that. Yeah, um, especially like you know Gotham Central and hopefully that Catwoman show. That yeah, keep bringing up. So well, maybe we'll get just one of those two, and I'm pumped for it in the for universe of the Batman. Yeah, I hope we do get. I hope we do get that. I hope we do get um those two that we heard about because mm-hmm. uh it's those kind of things are much easier to do obviously uh, as a series. I think so. Um, I think if you do that, especially that uh, Gotham Central base show, whatever it's going to be, we still don't know. But mm-hmm. um, he does. They talk about the Flash and having the two, obviously, as we just discussed, having Keaton and, and Affleck come back for it. Um, the Flashpoint film. Um, he they, he does mention obviously Zack Snyder's Justice League, and the quote everyone remembers from this is the how 
it's an end. Like this, this story's an end. There's not going to be anything else coming after from that, um, that yeah, show or that movie or whatever it is. Everyone got all up in arms about this cul-de-sac quote. And I'm like, well, yeah. if you've been paying attention to the proper outlets, the proper outlets, not a bunch of idiots yelling on YouTube, you know, you would, you would get that, uh, you know, this is the one-off, you know, this is a thing that AT&T is using to funnel people to their subscription service. It, the movie was, you know, the movie was shot. They just needed to put some special effects. They needed to dump some money in it. They shot an ending. So there was money. So it wasn't a completed film, as some said. But right. you know, the movie was shot and they it needed to be put together and completed with their graphics and all that stuff. And yeah, like, and then, you know, Snyder himself said on Comic Book Debate that he's done. Yes, he you know, did. He said he was busy. He's got other things planned. He said he was working on a three-year-old movie. So. Like, I don't get why everyone's all upset about this. Like, how about you just be happy that you're getting it? Yeah, I think, I mean, they, that's, that's how I look at it. Like you, this was something you wanted and you're getting it. So be happy that you're getting, if this is the end, which it sounds like it is, just enjoy it. You know, like my man, my man, vengeance himself, Nick Zednick was really upset about this. And he's like, why can't I enjoy this? You know, why are you saying this before? Cause I'm like, dude, you can still enjoy it. No one's like, yeah. you can still enjoy this movie, but like, do you want him just to lie to you? Do you want him to just blow smoke up your ass? Do you want false hope? Like nobody wants that. Just, Hey, look, just shoot straight, man. Like what's going on. And that's what I feel this article did. It, he was honest. And a lot of people just didn't like what he had to say. Like, I'm sorry, but like you're getting this movie anyway. So what's the problem? Right. And that's the weird thing about the article doesn't say he said this. It says um, studio executives describe it that way okay. to Barnes, to the writer. So it's not technically a Hamada quote. I, he might have said it to him and maybe he was like, look, you know, don't say just be more general about mm-hmm. it. I told you that. We don't know. But um, that's the thing. Like he's getting a lot of crap for saying this. And he, if you read the article, the way it's written, he's not mentioned as the person who said it. So, But it's look, there for a reason. It's there because... Yes. You know, people are carrying on Twitter. People are harassing any post by Warner Brothers. Even like, you know, Lisa Snyder Cut's been used for three years to harass Warner Brothers and AT&T. And you're finally getting it. But just, again, just be happy you're getting it. You know, like Tim Burton had an idea for Batman 3. He didn't get that. Joel Schumacher had an idea for Batman Triumphant or Batman whatever the hell, Unchained. He didn't get that. That's that's Hollywood. Joe Manganiello the other day said, that's Hollywood. Sometimes you got to move on. You know, like he's not getting his Deathstroke movie and he went through like how many directors he's not getting his yeah. like Batman movie and that thing was ready to go. So like, but that's Hollywood, man. Like it's just, you know, money talks, critics talk and you know, like you're still getting it though. So like, I don't see yeah, what the I mean, problem is. Like yeah. everyone just, just be happy. You're going to get it. Yeah. Like I it's agree. like, <laughs> it's like this whole like Spider-Man thing. Like this isn't like my Spider-Man right now. Right. This MCU Spider-Man. But like, right. I'm going to be there to see these movies opening day because I'll be like, okay, let me see if they change things. Maybe I'll like the next one. I like Homecoming. Far From Home was kind of a bummer to me, but I'll give them to the next one. And then, you know what? This Spider-Man is going to get rebooted in like 12 years anyway. So therefore, like, I just can't, to be honest, I just got to wait it out and I'll see what yeah. happens with the next one. Yeah. You know? And who knows? Maybe, maybe you'll get that. Maybe they'll flesh out the story where you'll get the parts of the story that are yeah. missing. Now. You don't know. And I know people are all like, you know, Henry Cavill Superman's like a big thing today, but like, I don't know if he's coming back, man. But no. if J.J. Abrams wants to cast, I don't know, some dude in his Superman, like, I'm just going to take what I can get at this point. 
to be honest, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, it sucks because we all like, obviously, we all yeah, like the Cowboys. Cowboys the man. But, but I'll tell you what, I'm pumped right now for Lo- Superman and Lois on CW. Right. When that thing comes out in February. I'm not deprived of live-action Superman. I could still no. watch a Christopher Reeves movie. Hell, I could still watch Superman Returns. I'll take that. Yeah. And a good a good thing to watch about that we're talking about Superman and obviously projects that weren't getting made is the Death of Superman Lives, the Schnepp. Dude, John that thing is amazing. Oh, yeah. Dude, you can see how many people wrote and tried to make that story. It yeah. wasn't just Burton. Like Kevin Smith had a, a you know a version of it. And dude, I remember was- seeing that movie poster in a Lowe's theater. That's when it was uh, 1997. I think the movie was supposed to come out like 98. Like I remember seeing that silver shield in a, in a, in a coming, like coming events. Right. Uh, poster box. Like I remember, dude, I remember yeah. that and we didn't get that. And you know, exactly. What? That happens sometimes. Yep. You know? It happens. Not everyone gets <laughs> their, their director's cut to come out. I'm no, sure Josh and- Trank would love some kind of redemption with his director's cut of fantastic four. If it's I'm sure, possible, you know, I'm sure. Yep. And as we know, David Ayer, right? Him too. Like he I'm, wants- dude, that, that movie should be like all finished. That's yeah. another one. But like, to be honest, I kind of expect that to be released at some point. I do too. It's just but another until- for them to try to get people's, you know, fifteen ninety nine or whatever the hell this thing costs. Yeah. And it could be, since we're getting Leto in the Snyder Cup, maybe it'll come out after. Maybe they'll do something with it afterwards. If it's, I bet you if people are like, oh, dude, Leto, let's get him back. I bet you they do that. Yeah. <laughs> You know, power of the dollar. Another controversial casting, but whatever. We're we're past that. We're looking forward now. Um, and continuing with the Hamada stuff, after we got that article talking about everything, we get another article saying that on this actually happened Monday, that he has re-upped his contract with Good. DC Films. Yes. I'm pumped. So ex- his extension runs through 2023. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, he's going to be around for a little while. He so. took over in 2018, and what has happened since 2018? We've gotten some really, really good DC movies. Yep. Aquaman, Joker, Birds of Prey, Shazam, like not in that order, but you know what I'm saying? And I liked Wonder Woman 84. I think right now that this period of DC is better than the previous period. Yes. And Hamada's got something to do with that. And I'm going to trust this guy because this guy has world-building, franchise experience. Those Conjuring movies for a new line are awesome. Like, yes, okay, sure. Not everyone's going to be conjuring two. Every once in a while, you'll get a nun. But even though, like, as a horror fan, I dig the nun. You know, the curse of La Llorona, whatever. That movie's creepy as hell. I dig it. It's not that the best, yes. but I like it. You know, this guy knows what he's doing. And if he could do that, and you, like, dude, you see these new line guys come in. You've got Sandberg, you know, Juan. You know, you, you get these, you get in these horror guys, Andy Muschietti. It like that's a new line movie. These guys are taking over the, the the horror the horror dudes are taking over DC comic movies, and it's like it's for the better if you ask me. Yeah, I mean the whole the those whole versions of it were awesome. Like they're a little bit on the long side, but everyone loves those movies. The first one was really good. The second one was okay. I didn't love it, but it was okay. It but still, it it's not a bomb. No, it's you not know? a bomb by any stretch. No, and they both made bank. Yes, and it doesn't. But to me, that doesn't matter. Like there's. People, I would. I don't want the people who are upset about him staying around need to refocus their need to pick what they want because he, you know, the whole thing, the whole difference between like a few. I hate doing this, but the whole difference between like Marvel and DC is Marvel is all these fun, more fluffy ways to to show superheroes. DC is the more serious, darker tone one. Well, you have a horror guy running it now, right? So 
you're going to probably get still stay in that lane and you're going to still stay in that role. I think that was one of the shocks about Wonder Woman 84 is that it was kind of serious topics. Yes. A little lighter though. But for me, but if you I watch all these new movie, line horror movies, dude, they are very family oriented. There's always like a family at the core. There's something to relate to, you know? So it's not like, they're not like slasher eighties movies where people are just no. getting killed for no reason. There's a no. lot of heart and a lot of love in these movies. As weird as that sounds for like horror franchises. So right, but still I trust the motto. That yeah, but that that genre itself, mm-hmm. obviously, it's either super ridiculous that you just laugh at half of them, or they're serious about someone, you know, slashing them up or killing them. It is a serious, you know, you, that's obviously a serious thing. And I think so, that's where DC kind of gets off on its like the Flash movie should not be like this dark, grim movie. You know what I'm saying? Wonder Woman should not, in my opinion, and I think Patty kind of agrees. That's why she made 84 the way it was. Yes, I, was gonna, I don't think yes. Wonder Woman is like a dark, just like, I know she's a warrior princess. Like I get it. Well, I understand that, but I don't think she's like this dark brooding character. You know, like Batman totally is like, I get why Batman exactly. is dark and brooding Superman. Exactly. And I think that's a, kind of like the issue that a lot of people had yes. with Snyder's Superman was he was kind of brooding. Oh, he definitely was. And, and depressed. Traditionally, yes. that's not who he is. Right. Right. That's, that's the thing. And like I said, I'm one of the people who I, I want to let the director tell his story. So if tell your story, even if it's not something that I agree with, or I I would, I would choose if it works, I'll say, Hey, that was good. It worked for me. Mm -hmm. So the, the thing I think like when we talk about man of steel and obviously BVS with Superman, I think the end of man of steel, you kind of had that point where he's now, people are, he's at that point where people are like, okay, he's, he's here. He's he wants to help us. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of warming up to everyone too. And then BVS was just a complete switch. Dude, I think stinger at the end of man of steel. Welcome to the planet. Yeah. Like, that left me with like, Oh wow. Okay. So the next movie will be like a total, like I got it. It was like Superman's first day on the job. Like I totally right. get it. And it makes sense to me hundred percent. Right. And so then, I think that was the yeah. reason why BVS got reviewed the way it did. Um, of course there's structural things with the movie that bother me, but that's fine. The acting doesn't. So there you go. I don't, <laughs> the acting in that movie really doesn't bother me. I thought everyone played the role they were told to play and did it well. So I, the acting in that film is fine. I got a few but yeah. with it, but I like it. Like, you know, but like, there's no denying like the masses spoke, Yeah, you know? And it's like Warner brothers, if they're not, if they're, they're not listening to people complaining about their movies. They're not really doing their their job, and that's kind of what they. And then Justice League, they tried to fix on the fly, and that was just a recipe for disaster. Yes. So we'll see. In what so I many think. ways, that was just a terrible, terrible yeah. time for the for the studio. And, and you saw the progress with Wonder Woman. You know, yeah, you did. They they were very reactionary with Suicide Squad. They probably should have just left it alone since it was yep. David Ayer. Uh, yeah, but you know, every everything post Justice League, I think, has been really good, and that's pretty much been like under Hamada's direction. Yes, every since he's been around, the movies have been much better. Much I love Shazam. I think Shazam. Oh man, like that movie so, is so wonderful. I want. I just want that to keep going. Obviously, whatever they do, and I give him right now. I'll give. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm mm-hmm. um, going forward, saying, look, so far so good with me, uh, and I want to see how everything else goes. From I mean, here that on out, and teaser so, dude was electric. Yes, obviously yeah. that's the big. The big film coming up for them, which it always is. Obviously, we know Batman is is their number and one. Suicide Squad. Like, Suicide Squad's weird to me, man. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Because it's that like looks- it's got like 
so many people. Times, <laughs> it's got like lighthearted, funny elements in it, just from like the stuff we've seen from like CCXP and Fandom and everything. You know, like yeah, we haven't. But at times, and then at times, it's like it looks like I don't know, like this crazy seventies war movie by France. What's that Francis Ford Coppola war movie? Yeah, you know, um, Apocalypse dozen? Now. Apocalypse Now. Yeah, yes. you know, it's it's weird. It's <laughs> or like which in turn reminds me of Kong Skull Island. You know what I'm saying? It's got like that vibe to it. And uh, oh, what's that Jason Statham movie? Crank Transporter. No, Crank, not <laughs> okay. the Transporter. Crank. I didn't see Crank, but I know what you're talking. Yeah, that about. one. That one is kind of it's got that weird, um, kind of like the Suicide Squad feels. Kind of like that weird. I'm not supposed to laugh at this, but it's funny type thing. Okay, okay. Kind of that kind of a feel that I'm getting from the Suicide Squad. I just, uh, I just feel like Hamada has a idea. He may not be like the huge comic book guy. You know what I'm saying? But it's like that's he's the movie guy, you know? Well he has that's why he has the writers and the producers that he yeah. has. You know, that's to, why that's why those guys are there. And uh yeah. I don't know. So I, I don't I think he's been doing a fine job. I know there's a sector of fandom that thinks he hasn't done anything. <laughs> you right. know, those guys. And it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So uh, but apparently the studio feels otherwise. Which so. is cool. And uh, look, which I like Birds of Prey too. I, I enjoy that one. That one was fun. I love that. I I liked it when I yeah, saw it. Yeah. Yes. I liked it when I saw it the first time. I liked it when I saw it the second time. Then I hadn't watched it for a while. And I watched it a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, this really was a really good movie. It's, it's good. I just, the, the, the only things I could, the things that I have wrong with the, my nitpicks about Birds of Prey actually aren't about the movie. It's mostly about like how they marketed it. Like it probably should yes. be called Harley Quinn first. Yes. The title's too cute, even though you told the title perfectly fits for the movie. Right, and maybe maybe they could have toned it down. Maybe it shouldn't have been R rated. You know, no, I think you had to do that movie R rated. You think so? I just yeah. There's so many Harley fangirls out there that couldn't see that movie in theaters, and that I agree with you. But people, there are a lot of girls, Harley fangirls, but she's not. She's a villain. She, uh, like, I don't know if she's, she's more, I, I think right what, now, she's, Harley, not an anti-hero. she's teetering, man. Like I, I read future state Harley Quinn and it's it okay. very good. Stephanie Phillips did a fantastic job. So make sure you guys pick that issue up. That was a great book, but it, it's, she's, she, she's the Amanda Connor. Harley Quinn was very Deadpoolish. Mm-hmm. So she's not really the villain. She was anymore as much. as She is just a confused person, <laughs> you know, like she kind of, she's very Catwoman. She does what she needs to in the moment that's happening right now. Yeah. And I mean, and, and you're right in a way because they were trying to in birds of prey, they were trying to pull her away from that Joker. Mm-hmm. Like we saw like the thing we saw in suicide squad, that relationship, you can kind of tell that they were trying to pull her away and give her kind of a, a cleaner look. But I, I don't think you could have done that movie without having the cocaine scene. Right. And I don't think there's just certain parts of that film that if it wasn't rated R, it would kind of be, no, I, I think it. you, you like, know, and I think all the action's great, you know. Yeah, I think it's. I also hate so. when they kill villains in movies, but like that's fine. Yeah, that I'm upset about that too. I would much rather have Black Mass. But hey, multiverse flashpoint. Hey, yeah, can- it's coming. <laughs> Things are changing. I mean, Keaton's back, baby. Come on. Yeah, there we go. You know, we're going and, and, heavy again, boys. It's coming. You got so, you got, you got Keaton gives beatings and Pattinson. Oh man, it's what a time <laughs> to be alive. Yeah, and. It's all because of Mr. Hamada. So let's let's just go there with that. We'll just yeah. end there. I, <laughs> with that I got one. no beef with Walter. I know some yeah. people do, but I got no beef yep. with Walter. Let's see what we get. Let's. He has two more years. Like I said, this, the contract is twenty twenty three. 
So it's two more years. Let's see what happens. Let's see what, what, how things go down. Yeah. I mean, so far I'm very happy with what he's done with DC films. Yes, I would agree. All right. Well, that is the end. So plug some stuff, my man. Well, 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 you could follow me on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Zach Snyder's favorite Vero at Pete illustrated. Please follow our show accounts on Twitter and Instagram straight underscore O underscore G. Please check out my reviews of Detective Comics on the Dead Gum Original Batman on Film. Pew pew. Uh, you know, please check out our Facebook page, Straight Out of Gotham. Please check out our Facebook fan group, Straight Out of Gotham. Uh, lots of cool discussions there. Please uh, go out and read uh, Wonder Woman Future State, Swamp Thing Future State by Ram V, Wonder Woman by Joel Jones, Stephanie Phillips. I gave her credit for Harley Quinn. Fantastic stuff. Ryan Lauer, I haven't read your review for the next Batman, but I'm getting to it. It's going to happen after the show. But uh, so far, I'm very pleased with DC Future State. I think it's actually pr- been a pretty good stuff. So, oh, I'm glad you said that because I I plan on reading the Batman stuff, but the other stuff I wasn't sure. So I always again I always go to you guys. You like Amazons and you like just Greek mythology and crazy stuff. stuff. Joel Jones Wonder Woman is a must read in my opinion. Okay, and All Justin Kowalski right, so recommended that. So kudos to Justin. I I, yeah, I wasn't just- going to do it, but I read it and I was like, wow, this is phenomenal. Yeah, shout out to Justin, obviously. And and yeah, thanks again. So now I'll know exactly which other titles to read. But there are titles we will be reading, Pete, for our crossover. Right, crossover with the yes. mentioned Ryan Lauer and the Batman Book Club. The Batman Book Club, we will cover Detective, A Dark Detective and the next Batman. And then on Straight Outta Gotham, we're just going to cover the rest of Gotham City. Yes. <laughs> which will be uh, Nightwing, Robin Eternal, Catwoman, and maybe Teen Titans if we have a time to breathe <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so guys look look out for that stuff definitely uh, um i think we're kind of excited i think pete's now probably more excited since he's read more of the the future state stuff so he's probably a little more excited now i'm just full of energy i had like six fig newtons <laughs> so he sounds he sounds really pumped for it which if you had listened before he was kind of iffy about the whole future state thing so i think that's a good thing uh, and of course you guys can follow me on Twitter at finally 33 spell finale 33, same thing on Instagram. Pete definitely mentioned, um, our Facebook stuff. I'm not going to go through that. I also do want to finally, um, tell everybody that we raised about $1,100 for the world central kitchen during our hungathon. So anyone who participated, everyone who donated, I thank you from the bottom of our, my heart. Thank you so uh, much. Yes. This was something that we put together really quickly. So the fact that we got as much money as we did. I'm really, really happy about. And we're probably going to be doing that every year. So um, again, thanks again for everyone who helped, helped who, for everyone who was on the show, all of our podcast um, brothers, and for everyone who donated or took part in the auction. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we definitely helped and we're definitely fed some people this year. So I, I feel good about that. So anything else, Pete? Uh, no, no. I think you speak for the rest of us. Uh, I think the, what's the next movie that comes out? Is it just Snyder's Justice League? Yeah, I think so. All right. So that's it. That's next on the calendar, post-Wonder Woman 84. So, Yep. Movie-wise, that is it. So, oh, Batwoman comes out next week. I think it's the 17th. I'm, I'm totally getting Eric to watch this show, guys. I don't care. I don't, guys, I don't care about the drive to the island. He's watching that show with me. I know Pete tried to do a Twitter campaign to get me to do it. Uh, I I really don't want to. I, I started watching it last year. I really New didn't Batman like the show. Different now. You have to watch it. New, it's well, all it's all different this year. I don't want to hear you complain. All right, I'll see. Okay. I'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll see. That's all I'm going to say. And what else I'm going to say is, for Peter Vera, I'm Eric Holzman. This is Straight Out of Gotham. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Booyah. <laughs>